Hi, and welcome to the SEO Podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. My name is Chris Burris, owner of eWeb Results. I am Charles Lewis, your client results advocate. Welcome back to another fun-filled edition of our podcast. This is podcast number 316. As always, we do have a tip, and we're going to record that tip. And when we start recording the tip, the tip is handle the SEO basics before you launch your site. So do your keyword research, get your content right, develop those titles, headers, and all that metadata before you launch. So that way, when you launch, you'll be basically optimized. That's a pro tip. Please remember, we are filming live from Houston, Texas, and we are your friendly, local, neighborhood, top, top position, position snatchers. And our mantra is... Do not be a douche. Do- that was awesome. <laughs> do not be a douche. Yeah, do not, to be, not, a not uh, a be a douche. not a good look. This at all. is podcast number 316. If you yeah. have some sort of electronic device and know how to or are interested in it, then what, what should they do? You should tweet us, right? Be social with us at eWeb Results, at BestSEO Podcast. Uh, use the hashtag SEO Podcast. This is number 316. That way we can follow you back and do all of our social networking stuff. So we have some potatoes that we need to get through before, before we, we get, get to into the meat. The meat. Yeah. But the meat today is. Seven simple yet effective ways to get more email subscribers. Man, look, punch in the face to Dev Sharma and the good folks over at Search Engine Journal. Yeah, seven simple ways to get more email subscribers. Email marketing is a growing thing. Remember, it used to be really big. Yeah. Then it kind of died off some. Yeah. And now it's the thing again. And so so we're going to talk about how to get your list up. It's back. I think it was really big when it was like everything was spam. And I think there's still a ton of spam where just most of us have like a decent Well, email was so. still new. It was like, okay, you know, we log on to AOL or Yahoo Mail at the time. Right. I mean, this is like pre-Gmail. Yeah, yeah. Right? Email marketing was a big deal. By the deal. way, for some of our listeners, yes, there was a time when there was no Gmail. Yeah, there was. It does exist in the in the history. Yeah, we use the stuff like Hotmail. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Yep, Hotmail, AOL. I had an yeah, AOL account. So. The little... <laughs> you got, got mail. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's. We should never say that again. Uh, <laughs> all right, so this is the first Man, time you've listened. annoying was... So, uh, yeah, I could just imagine now with, with a client like Lone Star who right. gets... <laughs> Imagine how many times we would hear that. You've got mail. You've got mail. You've got mail. You've yeah. got. You've got. You've got. You've got. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, if this is the first time you've listened to our podcast, howdy! Welcome to the podcast. We thank are gonna, you for coming. Thank you for joining us. If you've listened to this podcast before, then you know what we're about. That you also noticed that I got rid of one. Of yeah, the I saw. I was happy for you. Down so, man, to this one. When it got rid of a tat, that means we got a review. Yeah, we got a review. And in this case, we're going to skip the section where we teach you how to write a review for us because we. We also got more than 10 yeah. shikos, shikos. share, like, or follow yeah. uh, on one of our platforms. Patented and, and trademarked here by eWare Results. Psycho. With the registered trade. Yeah. I, I was on some site and I think something was reading to me and I said registered trade and it read the word registered, registered trademark. I was like, that's just odd. Yeah, so screen readers. So we won't tell you how to give us a review. We will tell you how to shiko us yeah. and you can do that in a number of different ways. Facebook.com slash eWeb results. YouTube.com slash eWeb results. Twitter.com slash eWeb results. Instagram.com slash eWeb results. And LinkedIn.com slash company slash E-Web results. That will all get us. Man, too. I had opera in my mind. It ain't come out that way. <laughs> Came more out like basketball game. <laughs> <laughs> or let's get ready to yeah. don't say anything else because it's like 40 grand. Exactly. Uh, hey, if you're a PHP genius or a WordPress guru, we're probably looking for you. Go ahead and submit an audio resume. Yeah, 713 
510-784-6. If you want a free comprehensive website analysis, you can get that from us, actually. Mm-hmm. All you need to do is go to eWebResults.com, uh, and we'll put that website analysis together for you. Yep. And now it's time for the sa- favorite segment of the program, the Algorithm Cataclysm. Uh, oh man! So today's Algo yeah. Cat man is um this is probably uh low on the Richter scale. It's uh, it's probably low on the Richter scale. You missed it, but no, we did. The thing with with today's Algo Cat come from Bing, right? right? So I was gonna do yeah. it as news, but since this affects the search engine results page on Bing, I figured it's worth bringing it as Algo Cat. So anybody doing using Bing Ad Center, you're running Bing Ads, then this changes for you. Yeah, they're adding social extensions. Okay. Testing right now. I'm not quite sure why you would want to pay to send somebody to your social platform, but that's what they're doing. And so now, when you think of ad extensions, right, usually it's a link to a certain page on the site, or a phone number, or a sign up form, right. or a newsletter subscription, or what all kind of it's options. CTA, exactly right? yeah. that Google gives you. With Bing, they're letting you link to your Twitter, or to your Facebook, or to your uh, Instagram page, and things like that. Kind of cool, maybe. I'm just yeah, not entirely sure why I want to pay somebody and to go to my social. There, yeah. yeah. But Where anyway, I don't have as much control over CCP, confidence and credibility, yeah, USB, exactly. and CTA. Interesting. Yeah. But now, if you're trying to make something go viral, right, and then yeah. it may be worth doing it that way. But but anyway, check it out. I mean, if you want to send somebody to your paid places, that's a great way to do it. Very cool. Uh, all right, so we've got a little bit of news. Um, this is interesting, and you probably, like, it sounds a little confusing, so let me see if you know what it is. Google is going to shut down Chrome App Launcher. Shut down Chrome App Launcher. So, Chrome App Launcher is a launcher that launches apps on Chrome. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so and you're right, and, and that's why it's a little. Confusing. So I can see them kind of shutting it down because there's no need to launch apps all the time in Chrome unless you need to use. See, it. That's what I thought when I read it. Okay, so the apps you can still launch, and they may launch automatically, but it, you can no longer launch it because you used to be able to launch it from like your Start Bar or. Oh know, yeah, like I got Hangouts and other kind of apps already. Oh really? That sucks. Yeah, so it's it's going to work on Chromebook. Um, and Chromebook sucks too. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm saying like, yeah, yeah. who's ever going to use a computer just for surfing? Oh, yeah, man. yeah. There's got to be some people out there, but yeah. Uh, so that was interesting. Uh, this was interesting. Ransomware. You know, that's when somebody uh, gets. Some oh, you've them. been locked up. Give me that bread if and you want to get access to your system. Yeah. Yeah. And so they say that 72 percent who don't opt to pay mm-hmm. spend two days recovering from it. Right. So they got to empty your system, pull back from backups and, and get it back up, that takes about on two, average, days, two days, three days, if you know what you're doing. <laughs> if you pay, they say you have about a one in five chance of Actually, not getting your data. So, so there's a 20% chance that you still won't get your stuff if you pay. Yeah. Okay. And you have to imagine, like, sometimes backups don't work if the encryption went wrong when they encrypted, when they ransomed your system and then they're like, oh... My bad. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for the money because we ain't giving that yeah, back. I'm pretty and sure the money's not coming you back. Still... You have a no refund policy. <laughs> Man, ransomware just sucks. Dude. Yeah. Like, it's, really? it's pretty brutal. And then I said, did read one article, and I'm going to ask you could Edge be your new browser? No. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> uh, it does have some good stats. Apparently, it's faster than Chrome in a couple different platforms. Yeah, I've seen it. I like it, and I'm just, no. <laughs> well, well, I you know what? I'm not going to say times. no. Yeah. I'm not going to say no, because I used to be, I remember being pro Firefox. Like, that yeah. was my thing. Were you ever Netscape? 
No. I was a Netscape. He was a Netscape yeah, guy? I was a Netscape. I was, I was a pro Firefox, and then I migrated to Chrome, and Chrome, I got real comfortable. I think I convinced you. Yeah, like, it took a to while. Chrome, yeah. It took a so, like, look at these benefits. You're like, oh, that's kind of okay. All right, we'll do it. Yeah. And then, you know, that became my default across all devices, tablet, phone, computer, everywhere. And so, you know... Uh, I, I like just, having browsing history on phone, on computer, on the home computer... It's not a not that big of a. Maybe when I upgrade from Windows uh, Seven, when to I go 10, up yeah. to ten, then I'll probably have to use it, you know, and, and do a IE. And so it's we'll funny. See. The very first website we pulled up in Edge was not displaying properly. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got you. Got any news? I do have some yeah. news. I do have some news. So so dig this. Um, speaking of Google, right? Google is developing a keyboard for iPhone. Okay. Developing a keyboard for iPhone in hopes of boosting the search volume. So you know how, like on Android, you're an Android user, I'm an Android user, you can use the default kind of Android keyboard. Right. Or you can install other keyboards. Yeah. Like I installed you know, cute emojis because I need emojis on my keyboard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right? So Google is... I had Swift for Swift, a while, yeah. It's another one. So Google is developing one specifically for iPhone. Right. So that will automatically default search Google and help increase their shares there. So... Smart. Smart. Yeah. See how that's going to work. A, it'll be a great one. Exactly. That's just what they do. Um, so uh, here's another one. So remember, Twitter made the change where they were first testing out the algorithm, algorithmic right. timeline. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. it's becoming a new default. Apparently, they didn't get much pushback and they got higher engagement. All the numbers went that way. So they're like, <laughs> they're like, okay, let's roll. So now it tape, comes by like in my default. House, we tape the shit, the the, the switch on. <laughs> there's tape. It's there's just tape on. on it now. Can't turn it off. Don't turn it off. Well, so in them you have you can't opt out. Now you can't opt. Out. You can't opt out, but you're going to default be opting into it. But you can opt out and say no. I rather have the chronological situation. The real feed. Yeah, and uh, Is there like a hashtag real feed only. Probably. Maybe, maybe not. need to be. <laughs> uh, and and speaking of Twitter, man, happy birthday to those guys. Ten years. Wow. This month. Wow. Yeah. So that's so that's my news. We've man. been doing this a long time. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> When I wasn't convinced Twitter would be of much value until I watched. I remember specifically it was when Michael Jackson passed away, and like cele- they were showing the tweets of celebs of like, oh, yeah, this, this is, is big. a big deal. <laughs> a big deal. I knew it was going to be a big deal when every you know I'm a huge sports fanatic. Right, right. When I started just realizing that every host, every anchor, everyone who has any FaceTime and has to interact with the crowd, then when you put their name at the bottom, they show their Twitter handle. Yeah. I was like, okay, Twitter, y'all, this is actually going to be That's a really right. big when deal. That's right, when you got at Chuck, or you already had I already had at yeah. Chuck. I just wasn't even using it. It was like, you know, I was on the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, so I got some reviews here. The first one is from Dave Salvatore, uh, and this is, of course, Fastos. Says I'm a new listener to the show and I find it very interesting. I wear many hats at my company, including SEO and PPC. My main job is sales, so I try to spend a minimal amount of time working on my SEO. I don't have time to read lots of articles or web forums to try and keep up to date with the latest trends. Listening to this podcast on my drive to or from work is a great investment in time, whether it's to learn something new or to remind me of some of the basics I might be ignoring. Keep up the good work, guys. Punch in the face to you, Mr. Dave uh, Salvatore. Salvatore. And yeah, then next, face, this is actually a customer of ours, uh, Chad Touche. I put you in the, the face, face to Chad, Chad Touche. He's man. a Louisiana boy. Man, look, we, I was at a Vietnam mixer with him. Chad made the crawfish. We had a Vietnam crawfish oh, bowl. Oh, uh, melting yeah. off the shell. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I guess so. Yeah, sure. And it, it is, of course, Fastos. It says, I love this podcast and listen to it as soon as the download as it's downloaded on my phone. I have a long commute and I have a great education along the way. Chris, Charles and Chris have built several of our websites mm-hmm. and we, have, we are pleased with the e-results beyond belief. I like that. <laughs> That's uh, this has been an investment uh, that has paid to us many times. One thing I did not know about Chris is that he holds a patent for water combustion technology. Wow! Punch in the <laughs> face to you, my brother. Yeah, that's a, yeah, I've got a couple other odd patents here yeah. and there. So, uh, yeah, punch in the face to Chad. We got two reviews. I got rid of a tattoo. I'm happy. Happy. I got a punch in the face since we're giving our punches in the face. This one goes to Melanie Nicholas. She hit us up on Twitter. Her Twitter handle was at art pit portraits she says hashtag podcast 258 one of the best episodes with pro tips galore listening and catching up on four poor day thanks guys at best seo podcast at west out punch in the face to you Ms. melanie thank you for tuning in thanks for your support appreciate you watching and listening and checking us out Boom. All right, that is the Potatoes of our Podcast. Time to get into the meat. Yeah, so like we said, man, punch in the face to Dev Sharma, good folks over at Search Engine Journal. He posted this article, Seven Simple Yet Effective Ways to Get More Email Subscribers. And we were talking about email. Yeah. It's growing so, so let's dig in. How can we get more email subscribers? His first thing he says is set up exit intent pop-ups. Right, set up exit intent pop-ups. What are those? Those are those pop-ups where, you know, you're at a site and you're about to leave, you're about to bounce, frankly, and then you get a pop-up. As soon as you scroll your cursor up to the close button or back button or really up above a certain pixel area, then the pop-up kicks in. Matter of fact, here's his description. Exit pop-ups are those that are ones that show up when you're about to leave a site. It relies on cursor movement. At the end of the day, exit intent pop-ups just work. Yep. Uh, they really do. I think the key here is to make sure the opt-in reason is great, right? So if you're going to do this exit pop-up, then you're stir- disturbing me from, from bouncing. <laughs> you must have a good reason to disturb me. So make sure that that exit pop-up has a good offer. If it's to get people on your email list, then why should they get on that email list, which we'll get into a little bit later. But make sure that, that the exit intent pop-up um, is a good enough reason for me to take an action and not be more of a nuisance to, to make me bounce faster. Don't be a douche. Yeah, exactly. Do not be a douche. Number two. He says, uh, format your post properly. He goes on to say, if you're not spending time on formatting your blog post properly, you run the risk of people ignoring your post or not generating any comments or social shares. Well, why is he talking about blog posts when we're talking about email subscribers? That's because usually most blog sites operate heavily on email marketing to help promote that content. Yep. And in this case, that's the example he's giving. And he's absolutely right. It's extremely important that these posts be formatted correctly because... First off, signups usually happen after the content, after they've engaged with it, if they got all the way through it. And if this post is not formatted properly, then they're really not going to get all the way through it. It looks like a big chunk of text. They're going to bounce. They're not going to engage. They're not going to even scan it. They're just going to run from it. Oh, my God, this is a bounce. This is an investment. No, thank (laughs) you. Exactly. (laughs) And I'm not trying to do that. So, So take some time, add the right spacing between headers and paragraphs, shorten up your paragraphs, make Bullet it points. yeah, make it easy to read, make it make it mobile friendly, you know, make it so people want to engage with it. Absolutely. Number three. Number three. He says add a coupon section. Right? He says having a coupon code field on the checkout page can result in users abandoning the site to search in Google for the coupon code. So again, we're talking about email subscribers, mm. right? 
he got a pro tip coming up. And so think about this. Maybe if you're a site like, I don't know, uh, BigDataSupplyInc.com, go check those out. Or if you have an e-commerce site yeah. and a blog site, right, and you're trying to get more people on your email list, then, then maybe you add a coupon section. In this case, he probably wouldn't qualify for right. a coupon section. Right. But the point of it is, um, if you had that section and people are not bouncing because they want to go and find this coupon or they have some cart abandonment or they want to go do some price shopping somewhere else or whatever the reason is that they hadn't checked out, your exit intent pop-up kicks yeah. in and this is your content, a coupon code. That's the pro tip. Offer a coupon code in your exit intent pop-up for um, for email opt-ins. Yeah. So that way, before they bounce or before they leave your cart page, you're like, hey, subscribe to my email list and get this coupon code that you can, you use, can today. use right now. Yeah. Right? You get a subscriber and a purchase if your offers, right? Right. Take advantage of coupon sections if you have an e-commerce mm-hmm. site and you're blogging. And that was number three. This is number four. Number four. He says uh, content upgrades. Like content upgrades? What's a content upgrade? Well, well, first off, he says content upgrades could easily help you reduce your bounce rate and increase page views. So a content upgrade is basically a concept, right? So you give somebody some really great content, right. but you don't give them all of it. You give right. them maybe 600 words, 700 words, even though you have 2,000 words of long-form content for this topic. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So you give them some bait. With cliffhanger. The, yeah, cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. With, with the little bit, and then you, know, you want the rest of this, go ahead and opt in and get access to this article immediately. Now, I'm going to tell you who does a phenomenal job of this. ESPN. Okay. ESPN has what they call ESPN Insider. Right. Right. And Insider is usually columns written by some of the guys who've been in the game for a long time. These great articles about in-depth player personnel and all kind of stuff. And anyway, you'll get four paragraphs in and it'll say to read the rest of this article, (laughs) subscribe to ESPN ESPN. Insider. And then you have to make a decision. Do I feel like subscribing or not? And or can I can I wait a month where I get another five articles or whatever? Exactly, or whatever it is. Whatever it is. Subscribe, and so I, I've been the one to subscribe, and so so the Forbes sub- does the same thing. Yeah. Content upgrades yeah. can help as long as here's the key that that upgraded content has to really be an upgrade. It has to have some value because worst case scenario is I do upgrade, I do check out those other content, and it sucks. And, 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 and it there's does. like. Two, ten more words. It like, doesn't oh. meet my quality. Oh, you get a bad review. I'll go on a, a social to, the social tantrum. Rant. Yes, I like that social tantrum. <laughs> I'll go on a social tantrum, and you'll regret that. So, so don't do that. Um, yeah, number five. Five. He says, give the user full control of what they want to get and when they get it. Give them full control over it, right? I like that. He says, consider offering a few checkboxes during the sign-up process and allow them to choose if they like weekly or daily emails. You may also specify the types of content being sent out, allowing them to choose between, let's say, blog mm-hmm. updates and or funny quotes. He's absolutely right, especially when you're dealing with millennials, right? People like options. They like yeah. to make a choice. People tend to engage most when they can control their level of engagement, right? right? And so give people some options. So maybe you're subscribing to our list, and we have a generic email list that goes out. we got a podcast list that goes out. You get the option to choose. What right. list do you want to be on? What type of content do you want to receive? Uh, that matter of fact, that's why millennials prefer stuff like Snapchat. You know why? Because they can control how they're being engaged. They can control what they can see. Who they can, con- it, they they can see, control yeah. the level of engagement. Yeah. Well, right? you can't really do that on like Facebook and Twitter. Well, you can, but it requires some extra steps. Yeah. Snapchat is kind of designed that yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so it works. I'm going to add um, 
do A-B testing on this. Because mm-hmm. we know that adding more fields to a form will reduce yes, your subscriptions. Mm-hmm. So I'd almost recommend like three tests. One is, okay, don't give them options. Two is, don't show them options, but send them to a page where they can fill in their options and then do the options. I would Or argue, pro tip. Include the options on the opt-in email, especially if you're using like yeah. a double opt-in, yeah. right? So make it really easy at first name, email, subscribe. And once the double opt-in email comes in, like, hey, click this link. And by the way, check these boxes to, you know, indicate which list you yeah. want to be on. Yeah. Absolutely. Take advantage of it. Number six. Six. He says, uh, place the email sign-up form after your blog content. We kind of talking about that earlier. Lot, he yeah. says, after all, what's the point in generating free content if it's not going to lead to search engine boost, affiliate clicks, or email subscriptions? There is no purpose. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, like at the end of the day, you're right. You write all this content to get people to engage with, to keep people engaged with you, to share, to provide expertise, all of that reasons. And so, yeah, place the email sign-up right at the end of it. Because if they've read the entire post and got all the way to the end, uh, that means they probably enjoyed the post. Right. And you had a higher likelihood of them signing up, especially if your CTA says, uh, enjoy the post, <laughs> want Sign more up. posts yeah. like this, yeah. you know, want to read more content like this, you know, leave your email below. I yeah. totally agree. Put your email sign up uh, form below uh, the blog content. Even matter social media engagement, we recommend. Yeah, matter that fact, I think it should go after the blog content, somewhere in the sidebar, possibly in the pop up. Like depending on the nature of your business, uh, how how big email market marketing is. Uh, yeah, you may want to put it everywhere. I like number seven. Here's seven. another place to put it. He says, grab visitor attention by implementing an interactive bar. Interactive bar. What's that? He says the top bar generally states a quick line about why it's beneficial to subscribe to an email list. Doesn't take up too much space, and people can quickly type in their email address without going to a completely new page. <laughs> and move on. And move on. Yeah. And we've all seen these bars before. Thick, thin little bar, usually right below a menu or right above a slide or right below a video or something like that. And it just says, "Hey, join our mailing list for quick tips about blah." And then there's one field. It's not even a name field. Yeah, it's usually it's just an email. email field. And subscribe. Because what that does is get you back to the double opt-in link where they can get more information from you and still you'll still opt-in. Those actually work, especially on sites that get a lot of return visitors where these people already trust you. They already engage with your content. They just may not be on your list yet. You'll probably get a lot more subscribers by adding that bar. Man, punch in the face to you, Dev Sharma and the good people over at Search Engine Journal. He says seven simple yet effective ways to get more email subscribers. Uh, Totally agree with your post. That's what's up. Very cool. It's not often that we agree with with everything. Well, sometimes, but yeah, it's it's not often we agree with everything. So, um, do we have any, any what news? Um, no, I don't have any what news. No what news. All right. Well, uh, kind of wraps up our podcast. If you're looking to grow your business with the largest, simplest marketing tool on the planet, the internet, call EUIB results for increased revenue in your business. Our phone number is 713-592-6724. If you have a referral, so somebody who needs any kind of aspect of internet marketing, you send them SEO, to us. pay-per-click, website design, newsletter marketing, social media, you send them to us, they pay their bill, we pay you. That's our referral program. 
Um, please remember this was filmed live at 5999 West 34th Street, Suite 106, Houston, Texas, 77092. A transcript, audio, and video of this podcast are available on our website, ewebresults.com. Uh, for us, this is actually uh, Good Friday is tomorrow, so yeah. that's why we're broadcasting early. Today on Thursday. Next week, I'm out of town, so we'll be skipping our podcast, and so we'll be back to you in two weeks. Uh, enjoy the holiday from yeah, us. Yeah, enjoy the holiday. If, if you know if you celebrate Easter, then you know go celebrate that. I will be. Yeah. If you don't, enjoy your day off. If you have to work, then listen to podcast three sixty yeah. <laughs> while you're working, and you know take advantage of it. Maybe exactly. watch them because you can look at the uh, algorithm yeah. cataclysm effect. Of, you know, it's kind of cool. Pretty, pretty cool. All right, hey, until the next podcast. My name is Chris Burris. I'm Charles Lewis. Bye bye for now. Slightly raised up eyebrow, eyebrow. Balance check, balance check, 316, uh, uh, it's your podcast 316, tune in, you don't know what you missing, it don't matter if you watching or listening, just implement the tips that we giving, yeah, it's your podcast 316, man, tips. let's go.